Hello and welcome back to Antidepressing. This is the show where we talk about everything from liturgy to Lexapro. I'm Jasmine Jobert. I'm Chanel Shaw, and this is our wonderful guest, the lovely Lillian Fallon. Welcome, Lily. Thank you for being with us. Tell us a little something about yourself. Um, I am Lily. I'm 31 years old. I'm a writer. I have a cat. And I am single. Whoa. Like I just listed off like a doctor's doctor's, like check-in paper. Feel yeah. yeah. Are you allergic to anything? Do you have any diseases? History of family illness? Um, you know what? No, pretty healthy. Pretty healthy. I got some heartburn sometimes. Might or might not be on a Lexapro of my own. Got it. Well, that's yeah. amazing. We love to hear it. Medical intervention. Woohoo. Go down to talk about Selexa. Yay. Woo. Woo. It's not sponsored. They do this not sponsor. This is so good because it really is how you describe dating now. It's like yeah. you have to like provide your <laughs> medical history. You're like selling yourself. I'm Chanel. I'm 30 years old. I am on 20 milligrams of citalopram. <laughs> sometimes I mix it with uh, tart cherry juice and magnesium. And You've been on a magnesium kick, dude. It's friggin' rocks. It's a muscle I relaxer. Try that. I'm on the By same. By the way, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. This is not medical advice. Disclaimer. This is not. Oh medical yeah, advice. don't don't come um, for us. Yeah, if you, <laughs> magnesium since it's a muscle relaxer, it just friggin'. I can't I need even to get hold... that. Huh? I'm gonna get some of that magnesium gly- glycate glycate. Yeah, but it also yeah. it's a muscle relaxer and it's mm. a muscle relaxer. It will relax like really every works. muscle. So, what does that mean? What are you trying to mean? Like pee the bed? It's gonna make you poop, <laughs> <laughs> poop my pants. Well, you okay. poop your pants. So like it is a muscle relaxer in right. every sense of the word. So it, it's got like so much more. <laughs> than but I but I when I to. took it as my last plug, uh, I cannot even like keep my eyelids open. Like wow. it it relelaxes every that. muscle in your body. I, so I love that. It's, it's amazing. That's really yeah. Great. So um, I'm so if for anyone a melatonin out there, alternative. Yeah, melatonin mm. all the time is like not awesome. So, yeah. but if uh, if anyone out there is looking for me, come hit me up. If anyone's looking for a white version of me that is also taller and on a different kind of medication, then <laughs> Lillian. We're on the Lillian's same medication. And if anyone's looking for another white version of me that could be a friend <laughs> because she's married, Jasmine. <laughs> We're all available. We got you. We've got options. We're We've all got available. Like different flavors. There it is. Spicy Move life. Yeah. So, Lily, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where are you from? What do you do? Who are you? What's going on? Why Not are, like, why are you on the show? Why are you on the show? Yeah, like, who do you owe a favor to? Well, I'm friends with you guys. So, mm, Jasmine okay. is my That's booking agent. Nepotism. Mm. And Chanel is my bestie. So, like, so it's a kind of like a workplay relationships <laughs> yeah, on this yeah. call. Absolutely. Yeah, uh-huh. that's it. That's the only reason. Um, but I am a writer. I recently published Theology of Style with Ascension Ooh. Press. It's all about personal style and that was not- how. What? I'm she so hit a button that was supposed to be claps, but it was like a dancey, upbeat jive. And it was so loud. I'm so sorry. I tried to do claps. Um, so Take well, us back to you just released a book with Ascension, Theology of Style. Yeah. Carry on. So I just released a book with Ascension Press called Theology of Style. It's all about personal style through the lens of St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body. And Amazing. I also do videos with 
Ascension Presents, which is really fun. Mm. Um, and I do talks, which Jasmine is pretty much handling just by herself. Book Lily, send me an <laughs> she, email, LillianFallonBooking at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, you're saving my life by <laughs> handling all of the bookings for me. That. And um, yeah, is that enough information? I live in Pennsylvania. I used to live in New York City and mm. Philadelphia. I lived in Philadelphia with Chanel in a house on. during mm. COVID. Crazy Ooh, times. Tough. Uh, me and Chanel were friends in college, though. Like we go all the way back yeah. to 2013. So back or to something. being children together. Tell me a little so. bit about your origin. Like, what were your first impressions of each other? Why did you want to be friends? Take me back to like young, young Lily and Chanel. Oh, start me there, Lily. Chanel, I want to hear about what it. your impression was. What was the origin story? Oh, What's Chanel seemed like she was going straight to the convent. Like her. <laughs> yeah. That's Chanel, actually so <laughs> true of OG Chanel. <laughs> yeah, super intense. Yeah. Because, well, the first thing Chanel would say to you is, I'm so excited. I'm going to be a Dominican. Like that was yeah. Chanel. She would, that would be the first thing that came out of her mouth. She'd be like, hey, who are you? I'm Chanel. I'm going to be a Dominican nun. Yep. And. Um, she would wear these long skirts so with long. her toms and then a yeah. t-shirt. She had like a sister's t-shirt. What, what did it say? Like it sisters like, run the world or something. Sisters, yeah. Sisters run the world or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> so cute. you would sometimes wear like headbands yeah. and, uh, yeah. you were just very smiley. Like I just picture you smiling a lot and being really happy and I wasn't super close friends with you until we became RAs together but we had this experience where there was a sophomore year dance was it sophomore year or was it freshman year it was freshman year yeah because mm-hmm. I was I was dating Robbie um and I went to Chanel's room with my friend Ryan and we like ransacked Chanel's closet and that was the first time me and Chanel ever really interfaced because then I borrowed her dress and it was like this form-fitting short little black dress which was so crazy because I like I never wore it I think I bought it because I was in case yeah because I was like you know what like even though I would never wear this I bought it to like have some sense of thrill and Mm -hmm. so then Lily Barber Lily lived out your sense of thrill yeah Lily lived out my thrill (laughs) and I went to that dance in like a long like a lace skirt so yeah very saucy Um, yeah, so that was the first time that she and I ever really hung out. Well, like not even, I just literally came to your room, took your dress and left. Mm -hmm. And then we both became RAs together at the same time, second semester, because other RAs dropped out and we were like the backups and we bonded together over watching once upon a time and, um, caramel sutra, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. We would just eat that in the RAs office. And then we realized that we were going to be friends forever. Yeah, because we were both like, we'd go into the RA office, lock the door, and we watched Once Upon a Time on the, whatever. Oh, I don't have that job anymore. It. We watched Once Upon a Time <laughs> on the RA They're computer. I know, on the RA computer, but we pirated it. So like, it probably put so many viruses on that computer. Um, and we like watch every day. The we commitment just like, to that show. Yeah, we would like oh watch it, get Caramel Sutra ice cream and get mm-hmm. like a pub sub and split it and just like sit in the office for oh. hours and just hours. like watch that show for hours. And listen to Justin Bieber. And then we yeah. would oh go God. on duty 
Anytime yeah. one of us was on duty, Both of the us other would just hang out with the other. Yeah. Yeah. And we played Beyonce and Justin Bieber in the office, and we got yelled at because we weren't really creating an environment where <laughs> students could come to us and tell us about their problems. It was just um. like a straight party environment. Yeah. And we were like, what? People don't want to come and hang out? And we're like, yeah. listen, like, she confident. Oh, yeah, oh we walk in and put, so we'd be dancing, and a girl would come in and be like, "Um, I don't feel like me and my roommates can be friends." And we were like, "Come on, shake a girl, come on." <laughs> Why and, don't you just dance? And our director was like, "You guys got to have some quiet hours. Like, you can't just like dance all the time." Oh. So that is the origin story. It was the same. That I just thought so Lily cute. was in this friend group that I was not in. Um, as I was in the very much like girls who wanted to be nuns group. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, and uh, and Lily we was in the, the like cool kid group. So I naturally, yeah, come on, girl. So you were in the cool kid group. That's okay. And so I uh, was very much not. And so then, yeah, when we became RAs, I was like, oh, you know, I was kind of out of my like nun vibe as well. Um, discerned out we're of that. out of your nun era. Discerned out of that. Yeah, started wearing jeans. So, um. Yeah. Yeah, so then, like, Lily and I became friends, and I was like, mm-hmm. man, this is just, like, so nice and chill, and we've just been through so much between the pandemic and growing up and be- being in our 30s, and, you know, at the girls. same time, we were friends, too, so we've, we've all seen each know, other in our, like, weird, and now I feel like we're finally in our, like, fully formed era, where oh, we're, yeah. like, not uh, quirky. <laughs> anymore so as much so we're quirky in like a um like a fun maybe way. a controlled a tame yeah. way yeah 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 in yeah, like yeah. a cute way not that it like rules our way, personality but... you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> lily's like i don't know i have a cat I and i live in an apartment crazy. by myself yeah so um but yeah so anyway happy that you're here lily so glad thank happy you for that, that still early in chanel insight yeah, yeah, yeah. That we all needed. Chanel was very popular. Chanel I just, just want to say that Chanel was incredibly popular in college, and I felt like her sidekick. She's trying to be like, Lily was in the punk group. Everyone knew who Chanel was. Yep. Everybody, when Chanel was, like, going to be leaving, she was, like, at, there was a time where she was leaving Ave, and everybody, like, crapped their pants and, like, threw a party, and were trying to, like, fundraise to get Chanel to stay, and everyone's, like, <laughs> losing their minds because Chanel was, like, the most popular kid. Okay, that part that actually tracks. is true. We did have a party on the president's balcony, and then the the head of campus ministry petitioned to the board of the school to give me a scholarship so I could stay at school. Yeah. So that part is true, it's and I am grateful. Like and little, thank you, Father Bob. Thank you, Father Bob. I will never forget how much you did for me. But when that's I was a beautiful. freshman, though, I was not in that cool mix. It took me like a year, and that's okay. Um, Lily was you dating. For it. Yeah, great. Lily was dating someone cool, and it was just like cool, 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 cool vibes. Cool all era. Yeah. At cool at the time. So uh, who knows what who knows what he's like now? Um, so yeah, oh so gosh, happy, happy so that funny. we're all past that, though. Thank God. Now I have tattoos and I've had like a nose ring. So we're all just like, we're all really making it. I have a tattoo, She's so cool. a tattoo of a donut. Who says what? What do you say? Donut tattoo. Yeah. So who gives boop, boop. who gives less of a than me? Nobody. No She's so, so cool. Let's move into like. Some Do you want to cool hear Catholic some antidepressing news? Catholic news? I would love to, and I'm going to get some hear. friends to listen to it while you talk. Some friends. Yeah. You- I get like so scared when you go to get things. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> can you wait to show them? I know until what I'm this done? is. I already know what these are. <laughs> I yeah, mm-hmm. I already know. Yeah. Uh, okay. In antidepressant Catholic news this week, this comes from one of our listeners, Maddie, sent us this on Instagram, which we love. 
Um, and she sent us that the Indianapolis Colts owner uh, donated $5 million to Catholic Charities to honor his cousin uh, who died, who's a nun, who was a nun. So amazing. And he said about his cousin, Sister Joy spent a half century giving back to others. So mm. with this gift, I only hope to emulate my dear cousin's spirit, grace, and her commitment to our communities. Oh, that's amazing. so sweet. I love so sweet. Charity. Way to go, Jim. What do my dear friends think? Go. That's such a good story, Jasmine. Generosity <laughs> is the key to life. <laughs> right? If you're not watching this live, like just maybe pop over to YouTube so you can see the little like claymation <laughs> creatures <laughs> that Chanel has. It's do they have names? Playmation pumpkins with teeth and noses and eyes. I just like the little, you ask me every time you're about to get one of these, which I can't believe you didn't text me, but I know why you didn't. Cause every time you text me and you're like, should I get this? And I'm like, no, but it's so, it's like, cute. so it's did you, so, did she text you when she was deciding between getting the scary clown painting that she was going to get for her wall? No, because she won't, because I <laughs> roast her whenever she tells me that stuff. But I'm glad well, you do. I'm thinking about starting a cabinet that's full of my uh, of my art with faces. I think keeping them contained would be a good strategy. So I have strategy. this one, this yeah. one, and then I have a little cup that has a little face on it. So I think about yeah, I'm going right. to keep them all together. But for those, don't you feel like everything's looking at you? you yeah, but in like a that? fun way. You know, their teeth glow in the dark. So and not a. Yeah. I liked how you were so, just getting finished saying that you're out of your quirky era. That is actually but this so is, true. But this is like quirky fun. This is like, oh, fun. That like, is beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And you are beholding those and you think they are so beautiful. And I that's do. great. I'm happy for I you. I do. This is Earl and this is Curl. So Earl oh. and Curl. And so you're gonna say Pearl. they're so happy to be here. And they thank the Indianapolis Colts owner for practicing true generosity. True generosity. Yay. Which is the spirit of life. So Lily, put you on the hot seat. What was the last generous thing that you did? Go. Oh, geez. I babysat two nights in a row this weekend. Did Aww. you get paid for it? Don't say You know what? I actually did for the first time. Mm. Okay, but she didn't go into it thinking she was going to. I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting Uh, it at all. I was complaining about um, money, though, and then all of a sudden I got Venmoed, and I was like, whoa, you Venmoed me? But uh, even if you were getting paid, babysitting is generous because having somebody in your life that you trust enough to leave your kids with them is is a gift. That is true. So it's a gift regardless. That is true. You right, you right, you right. It was fun still. I I have a fun time when I'm babysitting. So so cute. Jasmine's the queen with kids. She's so good with kids. What was the last generous thing that you did? Oh my gosh, this is so stressful. Um, Be a mom? I don't know. I like didn't (laughs) yell at my kids today. Generous. Like, like, (laughs) peak. Like, I, I've been really working on, like, my modeling patience mm. and I thought you were just going to stop at modeling. I was like, yes. I've been working on my <laughs> modeling. modeling. Uh, and that, I feel like, is generous. Yeah. Um, no, I've been working on, like, modeling what I try to teach my kids about, like, mm. taking a deep breath, asking Jesus to help you be calm. And it's been working. Like, Good. at least Aww. Noelle has been, like, taking it in. Joy will like punch someone in the face and then look at me and be like, I took a deep breath, so it's fine. <laughs> so we're working on I that. I love that. Um, but I'm like, at least, I guess, you're listening to parts of it, not the whole thing. 
Um, your kids but she's so, getting there. Your kids That's are so great. cute. Your kids are so cute. I love it. <laughs> Lily, I am so excited to shift into hearing a little bit more about the why behind Theology of Style. Uh, you don't have to go too hard into it. I know you've been like interview, interview, interview about this book. Uh, show with it. So cute. Whoa. Love For the those cover. that are not um, seeing You should us, just get on YouTube for uh, this. Yeah, <laughs> you should get on YouTube for this whole video. It's a gem. It's good. Um, so there's, Lily is holding up her new book by Ascension Ooh. Press called Theology of Which Style. Which you can order. By Lillian Fallon. It is how many pages, Lillian? Can you tell us? Um, 125. So 125. That's a, a quick read. That's a quick read, The text is really big. Like... Oh, that's, oh, that's a, nice. That's, that's a quick nice. read, that's not you guys. Overwhelming. Yeah. So it's tell us quick about read, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us why. Why you wanted to write this book? Ugh. Oh wait, but first, what? we need to dance. Oh, we need to dance. Uh, I'm afraid I don't know which I button think it's it is. C. I thought. Here we go. No, that's a clap. All right. Done. Thank you for dancing. Now yep. tell us. Uh, what is the why behind this book? I love the name. So interesting. Let's get Thank into you. it. Um, I wrote it because I just felt very, whoops, sorry. I felt very passionately about having a broader conversation about personal style and clothing and the purpose of clothing mm-hmm. than just the tried and true modesty conversation, which has predominantly dominated the clothing conversation when it has to do with Catholics and Catholic women and how they dress. Mm. So I just felt like it was so much deeper than that. And I wanted to legitimize personal style as a true extension of the expression of the human person. So I came at that from a a psychology standpoint where Mm -hmm. I bring in different psychologists, like legit ones too, not just like randos. Like (laughs) I love it. Um, but uh, like, how is this legitimately a expression of the human person? But then also, what does St. John Paul II say about the human body and the soul mm-hmm. and how those two things are inseparable? And what does that mean and how we express ourselves and our call to self-gift? And how is clothing a communication of the human person and then therefore self-gift? So... I just really wanted to talk about how this is something that can help you understand how you were actually made in the image of God. And yeah, yeah, like really just be a a tool, a tool in the tool belt of your faith life and something that you can use to grow in confidence, but Mm -hmm. also just, you know, something that is fun and exciting and be creative and not take it so seriously that it's not something Mm. that's like, Oh, you have to wear this certain type of silhouette in order to be a perfect Catholic woman, but Mm -hmm. really to talk about the creative element and not taking it so seriously. So yeah. Wow. I love that. That's so cool. Do you feel like growing up with the typical, like, modesty talks at youth events and all of that shaped your desire to do this? Like, where was the need you saw that you were like, we, I need to like be the one that kind of starts this conversation. Well, you know what, actually, I didn't even want to talk about it when I wrote the book and we, I was brainstorming or not even brainstorming, but kind of coming up with the chapters with Ascension. Mm -hmm. Like we sat down and we were like, what is this book going to cover? What does it look like? And 
modesty, of course, came up. And any time in the past when people would hear about how I'm really passionate about personal style and theology of the body, they would immediately jump to the conclusion that all I do is talk about modesty. And actually, Mm -hmm. I like never talked about modesty. Chanel, like you've known me for forever. So you've seen Mm -hmm. all my Instagram posts. You've seen everything. I rarely talk about modesty. And then when I did start talking about modesty, it was kind of in a response to toxic modesty thought. Mm -hmm. And I think I was mostly just so frustrated that the conversation around clothing has always been about modesty and not about how it can be something that is a testament to the connection of the body and soul and Mm -hmm. like how that is just a huge, a huge testament to the human person and how we're made. And so I didn't even want to like talk about modesty because it's so much more than that to me. Um, And if you have a solid understanding of your self-worth, the way that you dress pours out um, in like modest ways, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I, I think in wanting to avoid talking about it really pointed to the fact that I had a very strong opinion and I was just kind of like, frustrated and angry with how the modesty conversation has gone. And almost Mm. I was like, I don't want to give those types of people any more attention by talking more about it. I don't want this book to just be a modesty book. But so when I did write that chapter, I was like, all right, you know what, if we're going to do this, like, let's do it. And I'm going to come down really hard on like the Marian modesty movement. I'm going to explain Mm -hmm. why that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to address how people talk about how Fatima, how Our Lady talked about fashions leading people to hell. Um, I'm going to talk about it all and make sense of it. And also talk about how extreme modesty, hyper modesty is just another form of objectification of the female form. So I end up in the book like really like going hard. And even the editors after they were like, all right, like let's, <laughs> reduce some of the they pull back. <laughs> we still want to keep our colleagues um we can't roast we everybody can't roast everybody that is that's, so yeah that's awesome yeah dude i am curious so okay thank you for the book promo everybody buy it it's amazing um i'm getting a jasmine and i are both getting signed copies mailed to us correct yeah, right. Yes, they are even expedited. Yeah, that was okay, part of got the it. Agreement I mean, being I, on this show. I, yeah, like you only told me like three weeks ago, but that's okay. I'm yeah. sure I gotta get them soon. Yeah. Um, sure, it's in the mail. I'm sure, for it's your in the booking mail already <laughs> at your door. Yeah, of course. So I'm curious what your thoughts are. Hot mm-hmm. seat question. Hot seat question. But you know, on this show, we're not afraid to go there. This is the most dramatic show ever. So, <laughs> hot seat question. What are your okay. thoughts? on this like I don't know if it's even a modesty movement or if it's Mm -hmm. like this notion that Catholic women need to like emulate this like 1950s 40s aesthetic of femininity Mm. in the way that they like practice femininity right so like in the way that they home make and take care of the kids or whatever it's just different conversation for Mm -hmm. a homemaker that has opinions on that but like but in the way no. that they dress, in the way that they, you know, 
like activate, you know, I've heard even from a lot of those. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, the word for it is very like meek, which is great because be meek and humble of heart. Right. So, but you know, I've seen from a lot of those people that there's like this idea that um, I've even heard from them like, okay, you wouldn't wear your bathing suit like in front of your dad's friends or so then you should mm. n- you should navigate like what you cover and then it's it's more shame based than like love based I feel in my humble mm-hmm. opinion but like what are your thoughts on mm. that era of you know yeah. of like catholic feminine culture because I feel like especially in the way that we dress there's a lot of commentary there mm-hmm. as from that culture we kind of not want to revert like I don't think all of us should be wearing like nipple pasties out but I think like I think it's I think it's like this interesting retro like adaptation now where it's like we've almost like circled back but I'm curious I'm curious as to like what you think and you can also in the hot seat you're free to say no comment so no I mean I have lots of comments about that um there's plenty of people who have blocked me on social media because I've spoken about how Catholic femininity doesn't look one way or people Mm. have like subtweeted me because I've just addressed this topic. Um, But yeah, I'm very passionate about how Catholic femininity is not a costume and that it's not something that you put on and then therefore become more feminine. In the interview I was just having before this call, I was explaining all of this and the interviewer was like, it's almost like you're saying that Catholic, the Catholic or woman herself in all of her femininity is more of an artist in her expression of self. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that the things that she wear be more of a creative, fluid, fun, um, yeah, expression, manifestation mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Instead of, oh, well, you're a woman, so you have to all look the same. I'm very much against conformity, and I see a lot of conformity in Catholic culture. And, of Mm -hmm. course, we all do want to fit in. That's normal. We all want to know that we belong somewhere. And But, like, when the message is you have to look this way in order to be the right type of Catholic woman – that's when I get mad because that is so the opposite of evangelization. It's mm-hmm. this exclusive club. It's like we all we wear pink on Wednesdays of like the Catholic <laughs> world. And it makes me frustrated because I'm like, if somebody were to encounter the Catholic like a Catholic woman, I think that being drawn in by her creativity and her outfit like that Mm -hmm. when I when I meet somebody who is dressed in a way that like I don't know like assimilates to a culture that I might be kind of put off by Mm -hmm. it doesn't make me want to engage with that person really um but I don't I I there's been so many times where I'll wear something that is creative and fun and maybe not your typical Catholic girl outfit. And when I'm out and about, 
people who are secular or whatever will stop me and want to have a conversation about what I'm wearing. And then I can talk about who I am and why I dress the way that I dress and how I want to express being a one of a kind person made by God. And uh, I just think that it opens up for a lot more communication and openness. Whereas when we're all kind of trying to dress in a stereotypical way, it's like, well, we all dress like this. And if you don't dress like this, then you don't fit in. And you're not really like, you don't really belong here unless you, you know, are a part of like the Stepford Wives Club. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, someone's personal style, like in their preference might genuinely be that that and that's fine like that's yeah, cool absolutely. and i've i've never been like oh that's like a horrible way to dress all yeah, i'm absolutely. saying is that that's not the only way to dress as a feminine woman mm. like there's a lot of there's a lot of diversity within mm. catholic femininity mm. and you can still dress to dignify your body and celebrate your femininity but we're all so different so like let's you know show that we're all different we were made that way. So I love that. What are your thoughts, mama? I know I like, like in, especially in mama culture, there's like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when Jasmine, like I sound like I objectify Jasmine a lot. I want to clear. I do not. You, do. I, <laughs> I appreciate her aesthetic and I affirm her in her physical aesthetic a lot. Thank you. So, uh, but sometimes when not, but period. When Jasmine, <laughs> when Jasmine like comes down in an outfit or whatever, like say we'll be hanging out with the kids or one one day, and she'll just be wearing like some <laughs> cute shorts and a shirt or whatever, and her hair is all down and whatever, cute. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you look so cute, whatever. And in my mind, I'm like, you don't look like an a typical like Catholic mom, right? As I would imagine her to be, mm-hmm. which also isn't realistic because there's many types. Um. But it's like in mom culture and parent culture, do you ever feel like there's this niche like way that you should be like operating and wearing and like looking? Yeah. I mean, I think like the mom influencer vibe Mm. is like one specific thing, right? One specific fashion, which is really just like athleisure. Um, And then like the mom Catholic fashion. I really don't invest hard in that. Uh, honestly, like, I don't really know what's happening in that world. I just, like, know they're wearing a lot of dresses. You know, like, I go to mass and it's just, like, lots of moms in, like, like pretty, but, like, yeah. you know, longer dresses. They have their hair done super nice. They're, like, full makeup. Like, a lot of these moms are, like, rolling into mass even though they have, like, six kids and look like, I don't they just took a pic for Instagram yeah and I just like cannot relate and so that's like my biggest like when I go to mass on Sunday I'm like oh I'm like not on that level and Mm. sometimes it's like uh oh shoot I should really like be investing more in this and be Mm. like oh Stephen I need like an hour away from the kids so I can like make myself (laughs) look like the other moms for mass Mm. um but I just can't, I just can't do that on a Sunday morning. And yeah. so I just like spend time with my kids and I roll with my hair in a bun and we just do what we can. And I don't wear a dress because my kids like to climb underneath my skirt and lift it up. And so if <laughs> I wore a dress, everyone would see much more than they bargained for at mass. <laughs> and so that's just like not normally what's happening for me. Mm. Um, and so it's, it is interesting, like it's the mom fashion. 
But like today, for example, I went to the library in like a very 2023 mom fit, I mm-hmm. felt like. Like I was wearing leggings and an oversized t-shirt and some like little sneakers. And I walked out the door and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like <laughs> I have like, because I felt like I like morphed into <laughs> like the very typical mom. And I was like, what just happened to me this morning? You have like your Stanley Cup or whatever. I know. I, like baseball I do cap. not have one. But I was yeah. like, I feel like that's what's happening to me. I was like, yeah. I have like my loopy case. I'm like, what is, ha- I'm like becoming, um, I felt like that mom for a minute, but I, as you know, Mm -hmm. I just like don't shop a lot for myself ever. Mm -hmm. So most of the clothes I have are from like early college. Like I just do not, I just don't, Mm -hmm. and I don't have a big desire for it. And so I just wear things that I like and that I'm comfortable in and that I still like, I don't know, still hold on to. I just, I'm not a, I just can't do it. I don't have the mental capacity to like shop. Jasmine, and, so and that's in- why I say that personal style is a tool for you to use if you so choose to. I love that. Um, also, within Catholic circles, there's this pressure of like, you're worth it, so wear it. And mm. with mm. that kind of comes the pressure of like, oh my gosh, like I have to get dressed every day and do my makeup and put on a cute yes. outfit because I'm worthy and I want to like you know, show that I am and I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it's almost and- like a proof to other people that mm. you are yeah. worthy and that you know your self-worth. And sometimes I'm like, well, I right. can know my self-worth even if I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Like, I, it's okay. You know, yeah. it's like, or exactly. I know my self-worth because I took a shower or I know my self-worth because yeah, like I remembered to take myself. my medication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like I ate breakfast today. So I know my self-worth. <laughs> so it's, there's so many ways that you can honor yourself. Well, you guys, Let's so have like our final thoughts on modesty because I really feel like this could be a seven episode series. I know. Uh, my final thought is uh, modesty in its heyday back in the early 2000s uh, as a woman that is a little bit more robust. Um, I always thought that it was just kind of hard because like it wasn't I for would, you. It wasn't mm-hmm. for me. Like people would be like, we need to like, we need to like wear like skirts all the time. And or not like, look like we have a shape. And not look like yeah. we have a shape. And then like I would go shopping with those same friends and buy like the same outfit. But on me, I'd be like, dude, my butt is making this. These <laughs> jeans look like jeans, you know, like the <laughs> jeans are jeaning. And I just like would feel so stressed about every outfit because even unintentionally, I was like, dude, I can't not have. like a body so it's just like I can't not look the way that I look and like women that I went to school with who are awesome women like women I went to school with or women I was in youth group with looked a particular kind of way Mm -hmm. and I didn't and so I always just felt like dang I guess I just being modest for me means wearing oversized t-shirts and long skirts from from Kohl's you know and just like sneakers and like no shape, no movement, nothing. Yeah. Um, and it was just like such a bummer. So that yeah. is, I'm happy and that- And I mean, you've you done know, a lot of yeah. work to try to like find what you feel confident in. Yeah. And I guess I'm curious, Lily, if you could hit us with like a couple tips. Like if there's a lady listening to this mm. or a guy listening to this wants to discover their personal style. Yes. Uh, because I also would like to know your tips. Um, Can you hit us with like, a couple things that are like here's the first couple steps to like figuring out what you feel confident in what you feel like you glorify god in like Mm. give us some little snippets i would love that yeah well okay first of all 
building a strong foundation to your wardrobe is pretty key. So that's Mm -hmm. the basic item. So it's not super fun to be like, oh, I'm going to go shopping and buy a bunch of like neutral colored things that really fit me well. Because it's not like, ooh, personal style, fun. Like I'm expressing (laughs) myself. Um, But you need those foundational items to kind of function as the canvas to your painting. And then as time goes on, incorporating the more statement items. And Mm -hmm. to find the statement items that best reflect you, I first of all recommend detoxing from fashion influences. So unfollow the style bloggers who are super trendy. Try not to shop off of, you know, the the uh, trendy racks at Zara or Forever 21. Mm-hmm. Um and limit your exposure to fashion magazines. Like you don't need those to be stylish. And then I recommend going on a Pinterest and searching like street style and uh that term like street style and then whatever city you can put in like New York city street style and then just see what comes up or search in the search engine on Pinterest, like classic style icons, see what comes up and what starts to resonate with you and then start pinning the things that you like. And then once you've pinned a bunch of those things, look at them all together and try to identify what the connectors are. Like what, what's some items that you repeatedly see that you're pinning over and over again. Or what is the overall look? Like, is it more preppy? Is it more, like, girly? Is it more sporty? Like, what is the theme that you're seeing? And then start writing down the items that you'd like to buy and start doing your research then. I recommend looking at Everlane for some of those, like, basic items. But I really love going thrifting. Thrifting is, like, my and that's kind of like annoying because I feel like every girl's like I like the thrift and they're like cool well, that's like not helpful to me because <laughs> I want to you're Lily's one of those girls where you're like I like your skirt where did you get it and she's like I thrifted it and you're like well, what does the tag it. say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stop gatekeeping clothes yeah got it um no I don't ever gatekeep I tell everybody where everything's from you're if right, I right. bought it from a place that's purchasable but um then I'm, luckily, the internet's pretty easy to find. Like, if you boil down a certain item and you're like, I want a yellow double-breasted blazer, like, you'll find, like, a bajillion of those. Mm-hmm. And then you can start investing in those pieces. So, yeah, that's kind of where I recommend starting out. Look I like at that. that. That's so helpful. Tips and tricks, y'all. Mm-hmm. Get out there, discover your own personal style, and find buy you. Lily's book. Um, from Ascension Press. <laughs> plug, plug, Please plug. plug. Please buy her book. Plug and in, also in, as a plug in. for Lily's uh, expertise, when I just got out of college, when I lived in Denver, I called Lily one day and I put her on FaceTime and I said, let's go through my closet. And I gave away a lot of things because it's amazing. I need I, to do that. I'm going to call like, you tomorrow. Dude, I'm telling you, it was crazy. I just went throughout my closet and I was like, mm. and she was like, nope, nope, no, yes, no. Because it was just giving lots of paisley, lots of like things that I could never wear with other things. Uh, kind of like these pumpkin vibes. Oh, mm-hmm. um, it all comes back to them. But. Like these pumpkins, <laughs> I have a canvas for my room, and these just give a little bit of spice. You know what I'm saying? You can only have like, yes. spice. You got to have a base. I love um, it. But to all the people yeah. out there, to all the ladies, to all the gentlemen, to all the mamas, like if you yeah. like, you deserve to feel confident you and do. good in what you're wearing, and you owe it to yourself. 
yeah. and you deserve that. And if so. that means that you're and confident. And I'm speaking to me and me. everybody. <laughs> and if you, that you means you're confident because you brushed your hair today, good job. If that means We're because you, you like are wearing sweatpants and some new kids that you got and that's giving you the boost you need, good you. for you. Good for you. Yes, good for you. You deserve it. Cleanest Keds Award. Baby well, Lily. if that means you're wearing a Mandalorian shirt, which then Lily that's what you're is wearing. wearing, then that's Love what it. you're doing. So let's. We have to talk about something so our important. Our next story now. is so important. Yeah. Go. Thank you for sharing about your book. Thank but you. But the main reason you're here is, is because <laughs> we have to ask you the question that every podcast, that every sports broadcaster, that every single person on Instagram has asked right now what do you think? about Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. I know nothing about sports, but, but now I you're am learning. a Chiefs fan. I've sent you some of those, like, here's how you know about sports. Yep. Those little, like, football for um, newbies. Yep. Football for Swifties. Yep, yep. Lily, oh, tell us. What are your thoughts? Is it a publicity stunt? No, sh- don't give her no, props. No, because she has nothing to gain from this. He has everything. That's literally what Jasper ah, I said the same thing. <laughs> okay, literally what keep Jasper going. Said. We're, so, we're too All excited. Right. Yeah. One year is the same amount that she makes in tickets for one concert at mm-hmm. a Super Bowl stadium or whatever yeah. football stadium. Yeah. His whole salary for a whole year. Nobody knew who he was. And now everybody knows who he is now. <laughs> like, of course, football and sports men probably did. But now everybody knows who he is. Whereas the men also knew who Taylor Swift was before. Uh. And... I mean, because who doesn't know who Taylor Swift is? They were all Fair. gobsmacked when they saw her there. All of those football guys, they were saw her in the private booth or whatever it is, and they were shook. They had a camera showing all their faces, and they were like, oh, my gosh, is that Taylor Swift? They were freaking out. I'm so freaking out. collectively as a whole, men, men are freaking out over Taylor Swift. You know what? And I think I, it's a moment. I want to push back there. I think we're going to get canceled by people that watch sports because Travis Kelsey was Travis Kelsey is a big deal. Wasn't he kind of a big deal? No, I will say this. I knew who Travis Kelsey was before. Because you're actually because I like sports. You're an anomaly. And like I've listened to his podcast sometimes. I remember when he was like, yes, I was like shooting my shot, sent her the bracelet and me and my sister have been like shipping this right away. Like I've been so excited. Um, because he's just like great and him and his brother are very sweet it's very funny yeah you knew who he was last year because we watched the super bowl together and i was like oh look like they're brothers and they're playing each other and i was and you like, were like he... what is a down and i was like <laughs> wait we cannot we cannot i was like what is a down also he is handsome and he dances. that's why you were like he and... is so cute <laughs> and he also dated a black woman so that's the only she reason i know that's the only reason I know who yeah. this man is. But I but do, he's football famous for sure. He is football famous. Sure. But I do think Lily has a good point because mm-hmm. men that watch football knew about Travis Kelsey, but men that watch football also know about Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah. But women that watch Taylor Swift don't know about Travis, Kel- Travis Kelsey. So it's like mm-hmm. he's getting double exposure now. He's he's ah. for an audience that he before, is going you know, for it. Yeah. Increased by 400%. Yeah. His merch? His jersey sales. Wow. Isn't that so wild? Yeah, I think the whole theory that it's a publicity stunt, the only way that that's possible is that somehow over the last couple months, they became like best friends. Hmm. And she got to the level that she's like, I'd do anything to help your career. Ah. And then she was like, we can pretend we're dating, Mm. which I can't even like she doesn't have the time. Like people who are like, oh, she the NFL is paying her to do this. She doesn't need the money. Hmm. She doesn't have the time. 
international. You really think that she's going to be like spending it with a dude? She would yeah. rather be with her family and friends. Exactly. She doesn't want to do that. And Taylor Swift was not somebody to just like show up to NFL games before this. Like this is all very intentional. I just think no girls on planet Earth right now have time to pretend they're dating a guy because everybody's tired mm. and nobody is getting dressed, putting on red lipstick and going to an event for somebody that they don't like. You know? That's no, conquered. Taylor Swift has like conquered the world. Like she, she in the Barbie movie revived the economy. Her <laughs> concerts were like every city that her concerts mm-hmm. were in, the population or like all the businesses were like yeah. booming because of all of the people who are attending the concert. Same with the Barbie movie. Well, mm-hmm. Barbie movie just in general. Yeah. Um, it's like she has conquered the world. She makes billions of dollars. She doesn't need any help from no, anybody. Like she that. is at the top, and she's going to make even more money is because she's um her movie is that is her movie oh. of her out already or not? It comes out the sixteenth. Okay, I don't know the thirteenth. <laughs> I don't know the day we're going to see the Jonas Brothers. Okay, yeah. So her movie comes out, but then Beyonce is also coming out with the Renaissance movie. I think. I don't know. Yeah, there's is a, that already out? I don't know. No, I think the tickets are just out. For there's that. a lot happening, but like there's a lot happening, and I think that like I think that Travis Kelsey is a beautiful representation (laughs) of God's goodness and time that God put a lot of time into chiseling him and he is beautiful and in the least objectifying way he is stunning yeah and um and I'm happy for Taylor because Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not here to shut anyone else down. All the rest but. of her boyfriends were beautiful, so like, good for her. Um, well, you know, so you know, all she said the, they were not. All the rest of them had their own gifts and talents, and so I'm happy but. for Travis Kelsey and Taylor because I just think they're just so like. Imagine that dy- that dynamism of like you're dating a singing superstar, and you are like, I mean, didn't his team just win the Super Bowl like last year? Yeah. And so it's like, gosh, that is yes. such, that is like so intense and like, oh my gosh. So, and, and then on the same note, I think about it and I am like, I do have a parasocial relationship with Taylor Swift at this point yeah. to where I'm so invested in who this woman is like Everyone dating. Is. So it's kind of unhealthy, but I love it. I do get it. And I'm curious, Lily, because I watched your Instagram stories about this. You made a really good point about how she's always dated these like very dramatic, art artisty men uh and now he is like this like Mm. rugged football player vibe so let's like talk about that for the for a second for like this the single ladies here Mm. what is like the vibe difference do you feel like for her going into this relationship with somebody who is like not this like highly emotional musician artist and is this like totally different seemingly from the outside because we don't really know him. Yeah. But seemingly different personality from what she's previously been attracted to. Dude, that's something to think about. I didn't talk about that in my stories. Maybe somebody else did. And I was like, maybe it was <laughs> Lily posted. You- Honestly, I'd love that. I attributed it to you. Though. There it is. I think I, I felt think like you that would have that feedback. Dating what an is artist thoughts? is like, okay. I love artists because they're in their feelings. They're creative. They muse. They ponder. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, like edgy, you know, whatever. I t- they take time to think. 
And someone that plays sport, but then again, our friend Austin plays sports and he's like the most pondery dude. He's all of those all things dudes. you just said. Yeah. But, you know, other guys, it's like they play sports and it's like they're so just like quick thinking and they have to like make a decision and they mm. they have to like do things and it's a quick movement and they're also they look like they could build you a house and like defend you and i just think there's like this this dynamic that maybe she felt of just like i'm ready to kind of be in maybe the she like needed that. yeah because like i've had crushes on guys where i'm like i just feel like a goblin from the wicked east it coming out of her cave and the and the little man is like a little like yeah just like a little sweet like Frodo Baggins like he's sweet <laughs> and I'm just like a terrible big goblin because it's like really different when you feel like a like a man is like but he's a sexy baby yeah yeah like I felt like everybody was a sexy baby so it's like I just um yeah I don't know I think that that is that switch up for her type you know because yeah Harry Styles that Joe guy who is an actor Joe Jonas it's like they're all dated a lot of musician yeah musician like emotional like John Mayer they're all like you know that kind of Jake Gyllenhaal really running through like, the rough list here yeah you know what I'm saying so yeah. it's like what's I think, your vibe Lily? Yeah. what's your vibe on that oh my gosh I need to think about it I think that I don't know I would agree there's something about that like raw masculinity mm-hmm. forward and not as complicated as a more artistic guy maybe yeah. and he also doesn't really seem like he's trying to prove anything mm. in his craft. Like, I mean, obviously in sports, it's like, yeah, you're always trying to prove that like you can win the game or whatever. But with a musician or an actor, so much of it has to do with your image and how you appear to the culture and being mm-hmm. liked and stuff. Because if you think about her relationship with like Maddie Healy and like ah. he came out yeah. with saying some pretty horrible things. not cool things about ice spice and mm-hmm. everybody was like taylor like what the heck this is who you're dating like mm-hmm. i don't know like image has to be is really important when it comes to like dating these like artsy guys and he just this Travis Kelsey guy is just like doesn't seem messy like that. Yeah, he doesn't seem to care. It seems like he's kind of just like focused on what he's like the game that he plays, and it's not about like appealing to billions of women to like your music or your movies. You know, I don't know. Like, yeah, I know. I think there's a lot of validity to that, and I listened to his like most recent, or maybe like two times ago, podcast episode where he talked about. Taylor and like talked about her coming to the game um because his brother was like we have to talk about it like (laughs) tell us what the deal was uh it was like so sweet the way he talked about it because he was like oh it was like so ballsy of her to show up um like nobody thought she would actually come uh, and it was super cool to see her like chest bumping and like high-fiving mom and like so excited and everybody in the booth had like amazing things to say about her like he just genuinely seemed really excited about it and if it's all a PR stunt then he is like a great actor so I take back everything I said about him not being an actor <laughs> um but he if he is pretending then he's the greatest actor she's ever dated mm. and I said it um uh, right but I just do think to what you're saying Lily like there is something refreshing about him. And I saw this thing about how, like, she 
was literally like in a tunnel, hid it away from everybody for six years while she was with Joe Alwyn. And I didn't even know, I wasn't like deep into Taylor Swift until like recently. And so I didn't know even that she was like dating this dude. Like nobody Mm. knew anything about her life. And it is literally like someone coming out of a cage right now. Like she's being open. She's like cheering. She's excited. Like you can see this revitalize like joy in a person to just have confidence in another person and on the podcast I loved like he answered his questions but you could tell him and Taylor must have like talked about what she was comfortable with him Uh. sharing because then he was like and like I obviously I'm on this show I am playing football and I'm a more public person uh, but out of respect for everybody involved in this situation like that's the last time we're going to talk about this And so I'm glad I got to answer everybody's questions. I'm glad you'll kind of get to see like little snippets of it. Um, But just out of like respect for what everybody's comfortable, like that's it. And then it was done, which I thought was beautiful. I'm so curious as to how this is going to impact her music because in the past, like when you, the guys that she dated were so seemingly kind of complicated and not to say the sports sporty guy can't be complicated. I'm sure, you know, they have intricacies and emotional crazy things. But um, it's just such a different vibe for her in yeah. terms of who she's dating that I would imagine it have to like impact music. Like he just seems so like manly man, straightforward dude, Mr. America. Like, yeah, yeah. So like, we'll see. I mean, I know. And into country music and all the other guys were like these brooding artsy types and i'm like what is the music gonna look like after this i know know. i'm so interested but he's very it's very homecoming king and queen it's very mr and mrs america i just i love what's happening if this works out her it's gonna be like a lover album part two and it's gonna be great um And the music is going to rock. If it doesn't work out, which I do not hope that it doesn't, because I want her to be happy. But if it doesn't, the music then is the music's still going to rock. rock. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so, like, and I should, I need to stop, but like, I yeah. listen to folklore and I love folklore. So, I do love like a heartbroken, sad Taylor. Mm, I didn't yeah. really like the Lover album. Ah. Oh. But, um, so I'm mostly well, concerned with how this, if they break up, if I'm going to get a good album out of it. Yeah, she's affect... like, I don't want us to go too happy. Yeah. So yeah. so we'll see, you guys. Little... God bless Taylor and Kelsey, Travis, Taylor Travis and Kelsey. Um, Taylor and Travis, I pray that they work out. Um, I now for everybody kind of starting watch, relationships. Yeah, I kind of starting, I'm, I'm kind of watching sports now. Um, so thank you, Taylor, for that. And, uh, you know, and, and prayers to everyone else out there inspired by Taylor Swift to get out there, start dating, right? Do your thing. Do your thing. Show Maybe change it up. Maybe if you've been dating people for, you know, like 15 to 20 years and you've been dating the same kind of person and it serially has just not been working out, maybe you should try a different type. Maybe pull it together. Are you talking to me specifically? No, I'm talking to everybody. <laughs> All the single ladies. But Lily, if that, if you heard that in your heart, then yes, I was talking to you. <laughs> Maybe uh, I was trying to look up that philosopher that predicted the future. Caveat, caveat, caveat. I 
do not know a lot about him. If he's weird, I'm sorry. About. But Nostradamus, maybe, you know, if all of us, you know, can just like try something different. We don't know the future. We're not Nostradamus, you know, even though Nostradamus was lying. And, uh, you know, and like we'll and just get out there. Try Change something new. You're dating someone right now who's just like super broody and doesn't respond to your text. Date someone who's not broody, but busy and doesn't respond to your text. Try an athlete. It might work out differently for you. And we wish you all the best. That wasn't the complete message, but that's okay. <laughs> we wish you guys all the best in your dating ventures um, here at Antidepressing. An inspiration of Taylor, who is predicting the future for all of us. I feel like once Taylor does anything, it's like a signal for the direction that we're going in life. Like now we're all changing it up. We're all dating. Yeah. Athletes. You know, it is the season for NFL players though. Cause she everybody modern, wants to date them now. She is the modern Nostradamus. So she uh, is dating him. And now all of us need to date people that are different, you know, like she's wearing me like oh, leggings oh, and shorts. Oh, What'd you say? That's why I opened up my apps. I opened up my Instagram for applications for NFL players. So like, I'm ready. If you're an NFL player that's listening to this, two single ladies ready to pull a Taylor. They're ready. There it is. You guys, the world is depressing, but we're not. not. We're so thankful to Lily for being here. Thank you. We love y'all. Talk to you guys next week. Download the feel. Listen to us. Our new home. Bye. Love y'all. Bye.